0: Hell, yeah, I've seen terrible deals. Yeah. I've been, terrible deals have been in front of me, and I've signed terrible deals. The dumbest thing I think I've ever done, which is, it it, it was actually a blessing to my life. Um, I signed a publishing deal for $75,000 a week before Sorry came out. Mm -hmm. And I knew that it was coming out, and I still signed that deal. That was a rookie mistake.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Christian Duran, host of Open Conversations, presented by Black Alt Networks. Today, we have a very special guest in the studios, August 08. He's been touring globally. He's got several dope projects working. He's written for top artists and is on the way there himself. How are you today?
0: I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me.
1: Let the viewers know who you are. Who is August 08? I'm August, singer, songwriter, producer, writer, um, all-around talent, Um and professional eater professional eater um so where along in the art world would you say that you've done your most impactful work like songwriting singing where is that um i
0: think the most damage i've done is songwriting and producing and as an artist i'm building every day
1: and learning how to be a better artist so there's a lot of big songs that have your name attached to it um did you always want to be a songwriter or are you looking to, you know, I want to establish Miami artistry?
0: Um, I don't think I always wanted to be a songwriter. I think it was just a mean, it was a means to an end. You know what I mean? Um, a friend of mine growing up named Alan was like, yo, we should songwrite. And we dug into it. We learned a lot about it. I came across Jazz Follower when I was like riding the Beach bus and, um, and I fell in love with it. And I was like, well, whatever this dude is doing, I want to try and do that. And we kind of fell into it and we it, it, it became something.
1: Got you. So it seems like your environment has always had a big impact on you. Where did you grow up? I grew up in L.A., all over L.A. All over L.A. Um, do you consider yourself um, sonically like Western centric? Like there's a hip hop sound <laughs> that coming out that comes out the West and then the East.
0: I think, well, I'm from the East side, you know what I mean? The West Coast, but from the East side. So me being from the East, I think I represent a different part of our cultural behalf all across LA, no matter if it's Long Beach, Landwood, Compton, you know what I mean? The West side, the West, like West LA, whatever it is, I represent something that's a little different than your typical, like, rappers like a Kendrick or a YG or, you know what I mean? Like, the newer rappers are artists coming up, you know what I mean? Like me and my brother, Chalo Trust. we like represent the otherness that is created, that is like um,
1: a part of the culture, like a Steve Lacey. Okay. And that we represent that side of it. Got you. So, even though you come out of an area that's always been known for hip-hop, you're not just putting all your eggs in that basket. Sonically, you know, how are you different than any other artists that are coming out of that area? I think that I'm
0: different because i never been a fan of hip-hop, and that's disrespectful to say, but i never had any interest. <laughs> like, I'm not a rapper, so you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I never truly had an interest in that world. Even though I've dabbled in that world and I've worked on a lot of rap projects, like, rap is just not my thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't want to sound like Hank Hill or nothing like that, but it, you know what I
1: mean? I'm not just like the rap guy. You know I get you. I get you. Yeah. Um so what are some of the sounds that, you know, creatively you like to hit? What defines um, your I think what defines my sound is
0: it truly comes from me. Everything that I create truly comes from me and I know how to bring things out of people who they may not have ever seen coming out of themselves. And I think that because pop music is a broad spectrum you know what i mean and i've grown up i've grown learning and loving pop you know what i'm saying so in that culture it's about my culture of pop music it's about bringing so many different tastes and worlds together and i think that i excel at that specifically
1: got you so you know i'm looking on apple music or title i see your credit um sometimes i see august grant or august 08 Mm -hmm. what's the story there what's it the personas with the indifference?
0: Um, I don't really think it's a pres- it's personas. More so, August Grant um, was the name I became, like I had as a songwriter. Um, and August 08 is the name I had when I became an artist with 88 Rising. Sean Miyashiro gave me that name, August 08. And the tie to it was, he was like, yo, why are you, why did you name yourself August? And he was like, we should put the 08 on it. And I was like, oh shit. Like, that's my father's birthday. So it just tied in that way. And it was like, oh, man, my name became August White. And the reason I started calling myself August was because that's my father's birth month. Gotcha. So it already just tied in super, super crazy. But before that, growing up, everybody called me Marshall. That was okay. my nickname.
1: Gotcha. Um, you know, a lot of artists uh, draw sources of inspiration from many places, family being one of them, their background. So what's your... You know where have you drawn a lot of your experience that you put into music from it's not, you have an album that's you know titled with your father in there
0: absolutely um a lot of inspiration was is drawn from my uncle thelsey rest in peace he passed away a couple of years ago he was like the the musical patriarch of our family like the guy everybody loved and laughed and yeah did all the crazy stuff um and just the internet honestly because i grew up on the internet you know what i mean so really digging for things to try and be creative and be different you know what i mean like really really digging into the different sounds and and, and learning how to me- like measure put them into a jar and measure a little bit of jazz follower a little bit of jazz blake or frank ocean or whoever you want to say you know what i mean yeah like putting those things into develop a sound i think that's kind of how i got there
1: would you say that you're afraid of the spotlight as an artist have you always wanted to be like a very well-known person like um what's your journey been like to to get more recognition for yourself
0: um honestly i don't think i ever craved the spotlight i think that god shines a light on things that you do in parts of your lives no matter if it's personality or no matters if it's recognition in so many ways i think that it is all it all flows naturally um, for me, I've never really had an urge to be super, super famous. But at the same time, you better be popping a little bit if you want to make some bread. <laughs> so it's just you're trying to get a like, Coachella mainstay? I'm trying to get to. I main stage last year with with ADA Rising. OK, the group I was in, the company I, I'm a part of. Um, but now just at August 08. I'm trying to get on Coachella Mainstays by myself. That's what's up, man. That's definitely a goal. That more than being. That's more of a goal than actually being famous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, for sure. It's like reaching the pinnacle yeah. of artistry. You know, like you share the stage with the Gorillas or Frank Ocean, like you said, yeah. and Bad Bunny. I mean, I mean, um, so what's it like to, um, let's see, you said you um, you play keys, uh, you know, bass, guitar. Um, how do you start a song? Do you drop a beat? Do you drop a chord? Uh, you know, chord sequence. The best way to start a song for me is to just try shit. You know what I'm saying?
0: I got an NPC I've been working on. Yeah. And NPC, I've been making a lot of beats off the NPC lately. Starting, I do it just like everybody else splice or mm-hmm. hopping on my guitar or getting on some keys. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really don't have a set way. Like singing in the shower, I've wrote a lot of songs from singing in the shower. Okay. That of that popular songs that have come in waterfall you said what like your your latest collaboration a water sign yeah nah what i I wrote water sign in north carolina okay um i wrote water sign north carolina like two years ago yeah on um on on the uh the native instruments
1: machine i did that on the machine oh for sure how much of your work is analog versus digital because if you play instruments like you like the feel of yeah you know instruments i think it's half and half um, in the box is my favorite to be
0: completely honest with you because sound like I have a lot of outboard gear not as much as I don't want to I don't want to disrespect Dave because he got all the gear but um, at this like I, it's like a balance like, I would say like in the box is my favorite because I've always been so good at computers growing up like I I was a kid who went to the flea market went to the different places at college when colleges like would have like the different flea markets in, like the marketplace and going to uh, the Paramount swap meet. Yeah. I, w- I was always the one getting the computers to try and fix them getting VHSs, like the, the VCRs to fix them, DVD players to fix them and like do cool shit with them. So that balance is key in my life. I don't know how to not do both. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Um, how much of the music business were you exposed to before you got into music? Zero zero zelch zelch How, has it affected you negatively um i don't think anything should be
0: negative when it comes to life i think that everything is a learning experience um me being somebody who's been able to see a lot like see the world i think that's payment enough and i'm not saying like i've, I've, I've touched some real bread like i'm blessed there's levels to it but but it's, it's a blessing
1: yeah for sure um I mean, there are a lot of people that would love to be part of the music industry. Um, do you do you yourself, you know, make sure, OK, I'm I got to hit this number or like you said, the travel, the experience is enough reward, but you don't want to get screwed over. Have you ever seen yourself like be on the bad end of a deal? I just on paper, like, of course, the experience is beautiful, but on paper.
0: Oh, hell. Well, can I curse? I don't know if I can curse. Fucking. Yeah.
1: Yeah, go for it. Hell
0: yeah, I've seen terrible deals. Yeah. I've been terrible deals have been in front of me and I've signed terrible deals. The dumbest thing I think I've ever done, which is it it, it was actually a blessing to my life. Um, I signed a publishing deal for $75,000 a week before Sorry came out. Mm -hmm. And I knew that it was coming out and I still signed that deal. That was a rookie mistake.
1: So why would you say it's a rookie mistake? Because then the song blows up. You could have easily, yeah, yeah, easily recouped it. But it was a rookie mistake
0: because of the retention and how long publishers hold on to your rights. If I could have signed a seventy-five thousand dollars deal with better a, a better retention rate or time, and could have been through that deal, I would I would I would have recouped in a week. And do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's just bad deals happen all the time. I think that. um I'm not somebody who's jaded by the music industry, because you got to be you. You have to be like hurt by things to be jaded. You know what I mean? Yeah. The music industry has only blessed my life. It's gotten on my nerves a lot, but I'm sure it's damn. only blessed my life.
1: So when you work with artists, I mean Justin Bieber and DJ Khaled, they you know you've got writing credits with them. Do you draw from them musically? like personally and business-wise like or are they just there and like you guys just link up and make music or are you learning other aspects of life about life with them
0: i don't think i with them with those two specifically i've never like learned anything about life respect to both of them but um i think i've learned more about life dealing with like usher and like poppin oak Nazary atway like riding jerkins who's one of my mentors like people like that like dog has been a real blessing to my life too Snoop Dogg was a real blessing to my life because he's kicked a lot of game and like been like well this is how you go about dealing with these people dealing with these labels you know what I'm saying so it's, I learned more so from the OG's in the game and, and people who I can actually touch more so than people who um, I have even got big records with like you know what I mean shout out shout out Knack, like people who are have been like, that are older than me, who've been like, yo, we gonna take you under our wing and we like what you, even if they just like a melody or they like the way my voice sounds when it's sampled, they like the way I play keys, like all those things are fundamental for, for somebody to grow in music. And I've been blessed to be a part of so many records in different kinds of ways.
1: That's that's awesome. Do you find yourself at a point where you wanna start passing that along to talent you might start developing? Mm-hmm. like? Are you in that part of your career right now?
0: I, I've always been there. I've always been there um, the first artist I ever like took part in like helping develop was Sabrina Claudio um, years and years ago and I, I developed Sabrina Claudio like I was a huge part of like me and my brother Chandler Trust. we did a lot of stuff together growing up and like I, I would say we developed each other. yeah like I worked with Duckworth on his first project. Westside Boogie, I discovered Givia Like it's a lot of artists Damn. that um that I've worked with in that capacity and we're still working with like Starza, uh, Alyssa Milk, like new artists. I do that all the time. That's my favorite thing to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Man, I I love to hear that. Very well rounded. Sounds like you want to leave a positive mark on, you know, wherever you enter and go through. Absolutely. Um, how do you get into a creative space? Like do you you said you like to cook, so does do you write a better song after a good meal? Hell
0: no. Aretha Franklin, that's Aretha Franklin, she eat a burger and can sing her life away. Yeah. Um, that's not you. That ain't me. <laughs> that's uh I get that itis. Um I I'm El Toxico, you feel me? Yeah. I'm I'm <laughs> a toxic man by nature. So I go through some drama
1: and I and I get to writing crazy. Okay. <laughs> So it kind of gets the fire going. It gets the fire going. Yeah. You, know I mean? you were you were showing us a music video you got going, like, mm-hmm. talk about that project. Very sonically different than what a lot of, you know, your fans might already be hearing. Not, But, yeah. you know, but you told them that you're into that. So now you're like, you produced the beat. Yeah. So
0: the project I'm dropping is called Pretend Okay, A Life in Color. So I'm really stepping into a new space, stepping into like dance music as a whole, because I've been a part of that my whole entire life. Like I was making those kind of records since I was since I was growing up. Me and Channel were in a group together. He probably gave mad at me for saying this. We were in a group together called Paris by Night. We we made that kind of music and we were trying to make like this. Calvin Harris. Yeah. Um Kaigo. Yeah. Like summery paradise kind of music. I've just been in that space for so long, so for my fans it's just one of those things where they just are now going to see that so some might some might be like fuck you some might be like y'all i actually love this direction
1: for you we'll just see so you know that's funny that you mentioned that because in a way drake dropped an album that kind of gave him that same attention you know you you know we're used to this drake but you're dropping this on us and a lot of people were like unsure but Look what he bounces back with, you know, like, yeah, it shouldn't be no different for you. It feels like if your fans have enough trust in your creative freedom, like you're just giving them, you know, you're setting the table for a dope experience.
0: 100%. I'm not going to compare myself to Drake. Drake Drake, <laughs> Drake is uh, 17 goats put into one. Yeah, um, for sure. He's a legend. Um, but I will say this when it comes to music however people are ready to receive it, they're going to receive it that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was mad, I honestly was mad at Drake when Drake dropped that project because <laughs> I had just told my love lab, my label, I'm ready to do a dance project. And they were like, okay, cool, let's do it. And then Drake drops and I'm like, now I'm gonna look like I'm copying whatever Oh am Then Beyonce comes out and I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Like back to back, back to back. And I had been talking about doing this project for like two years. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, well, damn. Now it looks like I'm doing this kind of music
1: like everybody else, but who cares? It's tight. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so, what gets you into the right headspace to write? Um, like I said, I, I toxic, think yeah. Sorry, toxic traits. Toxic trait.
0: You know what I mean? I'm a Capricorn. I'm 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 a walking
1: um, toxic wasteland of uh, words. <laughs> Do you feel like uh, your latest project is um, something that reflects, that reflects that? Like any particular experience that you had that you can, you know, remember? Okay, so after that fight, this experience, yeah. like it got me, you know, the juices flowing for this song.
0: I don't think there's one experience. I think that it's just, so where I come from, trauma is is the same flavor as tap water. It's something that's fluid. It's something that's natural. It's something that we can't avoid. You know what I mean? Coming from where I come from. So it's like I like me just as a writer, I can tap into certain emotions or bounce off of people's emotions because. In my environment that I grew up in, it's such a relatable thing to. To uh, people always say this all the time, they say. Um, you're you're more comfortable in war than you are at peace and mm-hmm. And I think that the environment I grew up in is more comfortable in war and those toxic moments, those those difficult moments. So when I'm writing songs, I naturally thrive on apologies and
1: sadness and understanding those
0: emotions that drive people. The reason why we
1: listen to music. Yeah. The when reason when you say that um writing and your artistry is the main way you deal with that drama. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no other way for me do you, Do you feel like you had a stable house? did you feel like you uh, who who helped bring you into the character you are today? um I didn't grow up in a stable
0: household. My dad left when I was eleven ten eleven I think my mom is a great mom, but it's hard to raise a boy. It's hard to raise a boy to be a man. you know what I mean yeah. so I was kind of raised by my boy cousins, which that ain't no good example which that ain't like it. Rough and tumble, <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. We uh we went through it. Um, spent most of my like high school life bouncing around. Middle school life, like well, no, not middle school, but high school, bouncing around. The same as my like being bay, super young. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that
1: my development kind of came from just trial and error, bumping my head. Um, would you say that's made you into like you know giving you the, a thick skin?
0: Absolutely. I think that me being able to do whatever even though my mom would probably disagree with this me being able to do whatever i want to do made me do nothing like i don't drink i don't smoke i don't pop pills i don't do anything like that because since i was a kid i could do it if i wanted to do it so it just it kind of had like a yeah a reverse effect on me you know what i mean some other people like certain cousins of mine, it it was the other way for them right but for me it just kind of made me calm down and
1: be more stable i do you know, is is there someone in your family right now that is providing a lot of inspiration at this point in your life? Um, like, are you in tune with your family now that you've got a name? You know, there's some money, maybe, you know, you you you've made it to a degree. Yeah. Um, are you giving back to your family? Like, what's that relationship like?
0: Um, there's things I do for my family. I um, gonna speak too much on that, but I will say that my house I live in, I'm over in Baldwin Hills, has become the family house i think that's one of the greatest blessings of my cousin my big cousin Cyrus, said that to me the other day he was like you don't understand what you do for the family like you having this house yeah. and having a place where we all can meet up is like it means a lot for the family and, and, and my cousin Cyrus, is the patriarch of the family he's the top dog in the family so for that to come from him it means a lot you know what i mean
1: for sure man that that sounds like a big deal like for yeah. someone to say that i mean that your place has become the beacon for the family i mean that that's good to hear yeah, that's, that's, sure. that's too much of a responsibility. <laughs> that means the house got to be cleaned all the time.
0: <laughs>
1: that's funny. Do you keep your house nice and tidy? Yeah, the house stays pretty good. My girl, uh,
0: she um, she makes sure I ain't too dirty. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a dirty man by nature, so she makes sure I ain't too dirty.
1: Figuratively, literally. Um, <laughs> so what do you like to do for fun? Like, what clears your head?
0: Um, Honestly, i never really been too good with hobbies. I always kind of did things for music but I've been taking my little walks lately. I've been walking up and down the neighborhood um going up the hill and going to uh Kenneth Ha with my little
1: dog so okay yeah, I've been to that park uh-huh. um would you say that uh, you tend to I guess you know you you've been all over the world touring with 88 rising um Talk about like the contrast there do you like to ha- have like a sustained period of that and then come back to peace and then go back out? Or like, do you just, did you got that out of the way and you're set and you want to just like, you know, just be in your studio right now. Where where are you currently at? I'm a tour fiend. Tour fiend. I love to tour. Yeah. I love That's my. What is it about the tour? The it's freedom. Not the free. It's just seeing the world. Yeah.
0: Like I get to see the world in every way, the good, the bad, the ugly. And it's like, what better way to experience life and to just leave and just be able to just go places like and it's crazy because being from la like a lot of people a lot of people from la don't realize this because we be so stuck in our neighborhoods we' be stuck mm-hmm. in a hood like your hood is so small compared to the world like if you just go 30 miles yeah. there's a complete different environment that you may love you know what I mean and I think that's what of because I never went to travel at first. I was I'm gonna stay I'm gonna stay with the homies. Like I'm good. I'm gonna be with my be here with my family. That's fine. But once I had my first experience of like going out the country, it literally like everybody I've spoken to like the friends that I've taken out the country with me. Yeah, have all been like it changed me as a human being by leaving the comfort of home and going somewhere else. I even see that like saw that for the first time with my girl when um we went to um to Asia we went to Indonesia we went to Japan and um, Philippines yeah and seeing the person she came back as is like mind blowing because you really do like it's, it's some kind of weight that comes off your shoulders that life is so much bigger than you are when you decide to go away from what you're used to yeah you know what I mean it's like it's like it's like self validating like the world validates you in a way of saying oh my god like those possibilities that we thought like thinking that having thinking about endless possibilities when you're stuck inside of a room that that's uh, you're inside of a sealed box right Mm -hmm. only thing that's coming through is air (laughs) con if somebody places a window if they give you a window you're gonna you're gonna damn near cry because you're gonna be like oh my god like my whole environment changed now i have sunlight yeah. I can hear birds chirping. I can see cars driving by. I think that's what it does for people when they when they leave the country. I know it did it for me. I see it in my people too. It changes your mind completely and it brings you a sense of peace that life is so much
1: bigger than just you. Yeah. That's a dope response. I feel like you know that and that's funny because that's always the first stage of the hero's journey. You know, you set out on the adventure and you can have multiple adventures just kind of concurrently going and it sounds like you've got you know a couple a couple routes that you're going down right now um that's very exciting though i can't wait to hear your next your next uh, project thank you man yeah um yeah i feel like you know is there any anything you want to tell the fans like shout out to you know any particular part of the world that you're missing japan um indonesia um i don't want to say i have a favorite but japan is on in my in my top five for sure oh for sure you're going back for a
0: personal i gotta yeah. go back i got i'm going back this year for personal yeah but i might be i ain't gonna say about no shows because then people gonna be expecting it mm-hmm. we might be going back to japan sooner than i thought yeah um japan london is on my list i'm supposed to be going to london in a couple months and so those are in paris i had a whole flight to paris booked and then like the monkey pox scare happened. Oh shit, yeah. And then we couldn't go because they wouldn't let anybody in the country, but I'm trying to get back to Paris see. Yeah. I've been to Paris like three times and I'm definitely trying to go back.
1: Yeah, we're over pandemics, man. Over any kind of health scare.
0: Oh yeah. At this point, like, I, yeah. you know, I'm not going to speak too much on the world stuff so, because they, yeah. they don't make
1: it. It always gets people in <laughs> trouble, man. <laughs> they gonna take that sound bite. Yeah. God bless let America. It, enemy of the people straight up God bless America yeah that's cool man I'm glad to see that you know you got you know you are you got a lot of clout to your name around the world and now you're building it up here um, where you you feel at home so absolutely good I appreciate that and
0: I'm excited to see how America reacts to the, to, to the music because the rest of the world understands but I'm, I'm glad to see how they react here you know what I mean yeah